Today's quote of the day comes from Lou Holtz. It says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. I'm Craig. This is Corden. Welcome to the J9 Squadcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Craig. 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 What's up, people? We got a lot going on for you today. We got two interviews. First one coming from Five, homie from Humboldt State. Humboldt State. Just throw that out there. And then we also got Brian Fobbs that's going to be on as well. That's the homie from De Anza. We're going to start out by doing a recap of week three in the NFL, though. So Dolphins versus Jaguars on the Thursday night game. Dolphins dominated that 31 to uh, 13. 49ers versus the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants got pummeled 36-9. to 49ers win back-to-back games. I think they're the third team to ever do so in the same state, if that makes sense. Bengals-Eagles. Stalemate. That game ended 23-23. The Raiders take their first loss to the Patriots, 36-20. to The Falcons blow a lead for the second week in a row. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> This time to the Bears as they fall 30-26. to The Rams take their first loss this season as the Bills come back to beat the Rams. The game was 32. rigged. <laughs> How, Sway? How was it rigged? Come on, man. That was, that, that was a good game. You just got to <laughs> give it up. That was a good game. Washington falls to the Browns 34-20. to Shout out Baker Mayfield. I don't know why. Ugh. Anyways, uh... Steelers beat the Texans 28-21. The Titans hang on to beat the Vikings 31-30. It looks here as if the Panthers beat the Chargers 21-16. And the Colts beat the brakes off the Jets 36-7. Back and forth game between uh, Dallas and Seattle. However, the Seahawks hang on to beat the Cowboys 38-31. And the Lions beat the Cardinals by a field goal with the score of 26-23, and the Buccaneers beat, I don't even know what's going on in Denver at the moment, but they beat Denver 28-10. The Saints fall to the Packers for the Sunday night game with the score of 37-30, and last night, we're recording on a Tuesday by the way, last night the uh, Ravens fall to the Chiefs 34-20. Alright, so we're going to look ahead to week four, make some quick picks. Broncos Jets. Wow. It's really the <laughs> it's gotten to that point. We don't even know who to pick for that one. It's it's a matter of, it's a matter of who's gonna lose it. I'm just gonna go out and say the Jets win. Broncos. Right. Saints Lions. Lions. I'm gonna say Drew Brees gets back on track. Um he, I don't think he loses three straight, so Saints. Uh we got Bucks Chargers. Still Bucks. Yeah. Bengals Jaguars. Jags. Uh, I'm going to go Jags to Vikings, Texans. Texans. Yes, sir. Seahawks, Dolphins. Seahawks. Fair enough. Titans, Steelers. Steelers. I'm going to go Titans on that particular game. Then we got the Browns and the Cowboys. Browns. Sorry. Uh, I'm Dallas. Arizona versus Carolina. Panthers versus Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I'm second you on that. Uh, Bears, Colts. Colts. Agreed. Washington versus Baltimore. 
Ravens. Yeah, hey, look at you. Voting for brother <laughs> this week. I see you. Then we got the Giants and the Rams. Giants. What's going on with you? What are you talking about? You, you sound insane. Whoa. Uh, Los Angeles. Going for the upset. <laughs> Chiefs, Patriots. Patriots, Patriots. Cam Newton, let's go. This is my upset. I'm going to go Patriots as well. Uh, we got Bills Raiders. Bills. Agreed. Eagles Niners. Why not? Niners. <laughs> it's going to be a close one, but as beat up as the Niners are, I'm going to say Niners as well. And then the final game, the Falcons versus the Packers. Third time's the charm. Oh my gosh. Packers. Go Pack. Go Pack. Go. Cheeseheads. No. Packers. <laughs> All right. Before we get to these phone calls, I'm just going to say this. I feel like giving out flowers. So, first listener to truly interact with us on Twitter and Instagram, we're going to give you some flowers. So, with that being said, if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter, let me get the handle pulled up because, you know, I'm lagging like that. J9 underscore show. Oh, look at him. He came prepared. Instagram is at the J9 Squadcast. Hey, yo, man, you just gonna make me look bad for... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, at least one of us got it down after, what, three weeks now? All right, all right, all right. So interact with us. You know, we love all of our followers. We love all of our listeners. Uh, and we want to show you that you're appreciated. Guy, girl, you know, don't identify. We we love you all. So, you know, interact with us. Let us let us know, uh, you know, how you feel about the show thus far. What you'd like to hear or uh, see from us. On social media in regards to uh, our presence and we would like to thank you by giving you flowers no, he's weird. Oh, he's weird. so today's topic is basically dealing with the nostalgia of wanting to go back and play a sport once you've left the game uh the reason behind that being uh i battled it myself for a bit you know wanting to go back and play football once i left the game uh, to this day, I still kind of do, and I have my coping mechanisms. However, I have two interviews from people who are a bit more experienced than I am, who went further than I did. So I wanted to get their insight on how they deal with leaving the game. So without further ado, our first interview is going to be brought to you via phone. Here's our guest, Five. What's up, brother? Sorry for the late call. Oh, good. What's the deal, man? Chilling, chilling. Uh, so we'll jump right into it just for you. Uh, so the topic question that I got for today's uh, episode, it says basically, you know, after playing sports your entire life, how do you deal with the nostalgic, the nostalgic feeling of wanting to go back and continue playing? For real, I still, I, I want to go back and play, bro. Uh, I miss it all the time. You feel me? I, I, I get stressed out when I see people, when I see players on the field that's, that I know that could be making some plays that I know that I could possibly be making or, you feel me, doing things that I know that I possibly been, could do or that I've done before to other other players, it, it kind of be making me sad, bro. So what I do, I just keep, I work out. You know, I keep going to work out and keep you know, giving myself a little bit of hope or I get, go get money. Oh, I think we lost him. Okay, he's back. Here we go. Yeah, bro. I want to go back all the time, bro. I just be, you know, I just right now, at the moment, I just get back. 
to what I know, to my to the kids, to the youth. You feel me? That's the best. That's the most that I can do. And I go work out to get myself that little. And I go and watch a few games. Go watch a few of my highlights. You know the reminiscing show. A few people to reminisce get that get that feeling back of people telling you like, damn, yeah, you used to go crazy. You feel me? Like just a few things that make me feel good. Yeah, I feel that, man. Let me ask you this. In regards to, you know, how it affected you on a, on a, not a personal standpoint, but like developmental standpoint, how do you, how do you feel, you know, like you grow, you've grown from that, like, uh, phasing out of, okay, I'm strictly student athlete to, okay, I'm working class person. And I guess, uh, fair to say in your case, you know, parent now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was was kind of a hard switch up because you feel me like. I was I was in the middle of still getting ready to play my senior season, uh, and I did it. It was just like a quick switch that I wasn't even ready for. So it, it was it was kind of hard, bro. Uh, even still, right now, I still get that feeling in my head that I still gotta go play a season. You feel me? But I, I, I can't. So the, the the difference, like the, the switch, the switch kind of still bugs me, bro. Like every day, I still think like, let me go do some, let me go do something for this football stuff. Yeah. But you know, like I can't. I, I still gotta go get it for my family, so I still gotta go get up and make some money. Since I know it ain't there, I still gotta go get up and do what I got to do. You feel me? I, I, I found another happiness besides the sport. You feel me? So the real thing I gotta do is continue to keep finding different happiness or different places that's gonna make me happy, different things that's gonna keep me happy and motivated and going. The same way football used to give me, give me up and going and give me that same my dream. You feel me? Well, that's a perfect transition, actually, uh, thinking about it. Uh, so, you know, question three, you know, was actually going to be led into, like, what was what would be three things that you would suggest for somebody who is now in the process of transitioning from, you know, sports to an adjusted portion of their life where, where they are no longer an athlete? Like, what are, what are three key pieces? Okay, so my three, my three keys, man, is to, is to find your happiness. You got to... You got to get out of your comfort zone. Football is my comfort zone. You feel me? So you got to actually get out your comfort zone and get in your bag, you know, outside of the sports. Then another thing was, uh, another thing I do still currently is I, I coach right now too. I still got, I work at Kaiser. I work with the hospital and stuff, but I still coach my kids. I still train and I give back. So all the knowledge that I didn't pick that I didn't get to, get to show myself, you feel me? I'm able to show it to my kids. I'm able to give my knowledge back to my kids that I'm coaching and I'm training so that they can actually use it, so that they can know the methods of uh, why why we do this and not that. Because I actually did it. I didn't actually did everything, but I did it. I wasn't able to touch the lead. You feel me? I, I didn't get my extra, my last little pieces, but you feel me? That's, those are the only things I can really tell you, bro, is find your happiness, get out your comfort zone, and you feel me? Give your knowledge back. Give back, always give back. People was always blessed to hear somebody give them give them that extra word. You, feel me? you yes, never know sir. who you motivate. So stay motivated, stay dedicated, you feel me? And you gotta continue to just drive. You gotta continue to drive. No matter the situation. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, before you get out of here, last question that I got for you. We're gonna jump back one. This is what are some of the lessons that you feel that you've learned from playing sports for so long? Specifically uh, because I know that you've played football, right? So what what are what are some of the key things that you know you you would give back? Like, what are some of the lessons that you would give back? 
Um, discipline and dedication. And you got to have discipline. You got to want to listen. You got to be able to listen and be able to learn and be coachable. So, I mean, you got to be dedicated for sure. So, I mean, you got to be dedicated to the game. Because if you're not dedicated, you're just out there moping around. You're just doing it. So, I mean, so I think you got to dedicate yourself. You got to be disciplined. And you got to be a good listener. You got to be able to listen. Can't be no, can't be no, um, no, no, no butthole. You feel me? You got to, got to want to listen to somebody. Listen to when somebody telling you wrong and make it better. So. That's facts. All right, brother. Thank you for hopping on with us. Uh, everyone, this is five. Follow him on social media. You want to shout your uh, your social media out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all can have my Instagram, J-A underscore F-I-V-E, like five. You feel me? J-A underscore five. Y'all tap in, man. We got a lot going on. All right, brother. Let them know what the five stand for real quick. Man, the man, the five, man, the five stands for a lot of different things, man. But I'll tell you about two reasons why the five is because I'm the fifth boy. I'm the fifth one in my family. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, I'm the fifth. You feel me? And, you know, I'm a Q, so I was the fifth one on my line. You understand me? I got to represent for the five dog live tail dogs, Omega Side Five Fraternity Incorporated. I, I, you understand? Yes, sir. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Have a blessed one, man. Man, you have a blessed one, too, bro. I appreciate you for giving me the call, bro. Just uh, tap in with me after this. After your little whatever you got going on, bro. Just continue chopping it up or anytime. Most definitely. Appreciate bro. it. Yeah, it's good. Have a good one, bro. You, too. Yeah. Dang. A lot of wisdom dropped in that, uh, in that phone call, man. Definitely somebody who's experienced with, uh, you know, not only sports but life as well. Same thing with this next caller. So up next here we got uh Brian Fobbs, former teammate, classmate of mine, uh at Deanza Community College. Uh so you know, we'll get to it. Hey brother, what's up? What's good with this guy? Chillin', chillin'. Uh I was actually in the middle of the other interview, so my fault. Oh uh, no, you good, bro. Alright, uh let me just get the uh how's everything been though? Everything's been, everything's been the way it's supposed to be, man. Right. Life is good. Literally uh, enjoying everything that I'm doing, and, and I couldn't be more happy, to be honest with you. I feel it, I feel it. So we're going to jump right into it, man. Are you going to do I mean, we, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll chop it up a little bit after. I got you, though. Okay. All right. So the, the topic question that we got for you today, it says, after playing sports your entire life, how do you deal with the nostalgic feeling of wanting to go back and continue playing? So, to be honest with you, man, the the way I kind of deal with it is I, I kind of had to come to the realization that, you know, yes, I'm an athlete. And I think that when you are an athlete and you're actually in the midst of playing, it's kind of hard to see your life as a whole. But what I've really come to realize, man, is that, you know, you're only an athlete for X amount of time of your life. And in comparison, in the grand scheme of things, in comparison to the rest of your life, you're going to be a non-athlete or at least a, a, a uh, somebody who's not playing in competitive sports much longer than you would be playing in competitive sports. So I think that understanding, you know, that I uh, that that I'm that I'm not going to be an athlete my entire life is kind of really how I deal with it. 
and and then yeah, just aside from that, just finding other passions to uh, kind of fulfill my wants, and then kind of just replacing that drive, that drive that I had to be an athlete, and kind of taking that drive and putting it into other things that I'm passionate about, and, and that's been able to uh, enable me to to not necessarily think about it so much. I feel it. All right. So with that being said, you know, when you first left the game, correct me if I'm wrong, you did have a couple uh, NFL tryouts, right, that you were invited to? Yes. Yeah. So uh, when I finished up on Saginaw Valley, I was offered a opportunity to go try out for the 49ers. Um, and then I was also offered a opportunity to try out for Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which is a CFL team. And then a indoor league team as well. All right, so I'm a, I'm gonna follow the question up with this, right? So when you left uh, after after all of those trials, right? When you left, did it have an effect on you immediately? And if so, how? Like, how, how, what was your thought process behind that? Was it the immediate? Um, I like okay, I'm not gonna be an athlete forever. Or did you have some sort of like, dang, I kind of really do want to go back and play. Like, let me let me get to it. Yeah, man. Honestly, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I'll kind of I'll kind of go down the, the timeline that, that I experienced when I had the Forty Nine er tryout. You know, I did really well. The, you know, there the Forty Nine ers journalist. They were he wrote like three or four articles on me, and and how uh, it was crazy that I didn't get picked up by them, and uh, this, that, and the third. And when that happened. I kind of didn't have any other opportunities right then and there. And so that forced me to reevaluate like the whole situation about being an athlete because I still had bills and I, I had to eat. So, you know, I had to get a job like immediately after that. So the drive to, I mean, I stayed in shape. I got a job at the gym. Like I stayed in good shape and I was, I was always ready to, to, take an opportunity but I'm gonna say it was like I'm gonna say it was probably about a year maybe a little bit less than a year maybe about four or five months after that that I had the opportunity trial for the Blue Bombers and when I went to that tryout there was two phases they had one in San Jose at Gunderson High School balled out at that one and then went to Atlanta to do another tryout balled out at that one but then, you know, I realized that the way they were bringing people in, they would bring in people by the masses. And regardless of how well I performed, they're going to take, you know, uh, somebody who just gets cut from the NFL roster right off the bat. And you can only have so many Americans on the team. So, which I didn't understand that whole concept prior to going, but I, I, I kind of realized, like, no matter how much I balled out, it ultimately didn't really matter because they were always there was always going to be those guys that were coming from the league that were getting cut from the NFL and like they were going to be high priority. So once I kind of realized that that's how things were going, you know, I just I just kind of was was able to say, hey, uh, I need to get a job and I need to focus on this. I'm making some money so that I can that I, so that I can actually start my life because at the end of the day I've, I've I still have friends who are trying to play and they've never even had uh, a shot or a 
tryout or anything, and they're still like truly believe that that they're going to get that opportunity. And now it's like you know we're we're getting close to thirty years old, and they have real no work experience, no real work experience, and and I just knew that I didn't want to be one of those people. So to be honest, it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta just. <laughs> Realize what what is it that you want to get out of your life? You know, are you gonna try and go for it forever, or are you going to you know play the cards you're dealt and move forward? And uh, that's that's really the the big question that that you know athletes have to answer, and everybody's answer is going to be different. But that's that's just kind of the direction that I took my life. You know, I feel it. All right. So with that being said, you know, while you're playing and we, we played at Danza together and I feel like we did learn a lot of lessons. Granted, we were on the opposite side of the ball, but there was some valuable lessons that I feel we learned there. And, you know, growing up, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't have continued to play the sport at the level we did. What are some of the uh, lessons that you feel you learned, whether fundamental or uh, complex from the sport that you want to like give appreciation to that? I mean, I guess influenced a big part of your life. So, first and foremost, hard work. That definitely uh, was one of my biggest lessons, and you know that was that was learned at San Jose State. That was learned at Deanza. That was learned at Saginaw Valley, and and it was, the general lesson was hard work, but it was learned in so many different ways at all three of those levels. It looked different for me. And I think that, you know, there's a, there's a phrase that I love. It's called, it says that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that I, uh, I carried, I carried that with me at all of the levels that I played at. And especially at the end, man, because that's, that's when I was really just grinding. Like I would go to school in the morning and then we would have practice right after school and then right after school, you know, I'd go work until about 12 o'clock in the morning, working minimum wage just to have some money in my pocket, taking the bus in the morning to school, taking the bus from school to work. And, and that was like an every single day grind. And that's really when I like realized like, hey, I'm going to make this happen. And in order to make it happen, I have to work hard. And uh, I think that was like, the toughest grind that I had. So when I got to Saginaw Valley in Michigan and I didn't have to, and football was my only job, I was really able to hone in and just solely work hard at ball. And I think that that was one of my biggest lessons that I learned, one of my biggest takeaways. And definitely, you know, how to be a team player. I know I wasn't the best, team player when I was at Bianza, but once I got to Saginaw, I think that that, that kind of changed, and, and I feel like, honestly, more so now that I reflect back on my life, I kind of, I kind of regress, and knowing, you know, the importance of being a team player, I kind of uh, apply that to my life now, and the work that I do now, so the way I see it is like, I know the type of player I should have been back then, and I wasn't. And it's so valuable to be a team player that I incorporate that into 
my workplace and what I do now. So that's another thing is just, you know, being a team player. And, and those, those are kind of like the biggest, the biggest thing that I've taken away from the sport, just working hard, being consistent, and really, and really working hard, not just when people are watching, though. Like, that's the, that's, that's a big thing that I learned is, and something that I took pride in was was not just working hard when people saw me, but working hard when they didn't see me. You know, and and I think that that's just that's just critical for to to be a successful person in general. Is that you have to be able to have that drive to stay motivated and want to work hard even when you know nobody's watching you. Most definitely. All right. So to wrap this up, right. If uh, if you were to give three key pieces of advice to someone who is currently in that that phase of going from student athlete to working adult or a uh, potentially parent or you know basically just transitioning from that that lifestyle and mentality of okay I'm a student athlete what are, what are three key pieces of advice that you would give them the first key piece of advice I would give them is to have a plan B you know not to put all of your eggs in one basket. I think a lot of people say like, you know, league, 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 like I'm going to go to the league, I'm going to go to the league, and, and that's their only game plan. And when it doesn't pan out, you end up like some of those people who, you know, five, six years down the road, they've just been doing league, doing odd jobs to pay their bills, and they have no real work experience. So, uh, I hate to see people get into that position, so I would always recommend have a plan B because you never know what's going to happen. You know, you could be training and God forbid tear an ACL or something, and now, now where do we where do we go from here? You know, so just know that that nothing is promised, and you should always have a backup plan, plan B. With that said, I also believe that you. Once again, only are an athlete for so long. So if you're, if you really want to get to the NFL, if that's your ultimate goal, go for it. Go for it. Absolutely, by all means, go for it. Like I said, you're, you're going to live your life uh, as a human being much longer than you will be living one as an athlete. So shoot for the stars. Go for your dreams. But give yourself a timeline, you know, if, if after X amount of time of you busting your butt and, you know, you haven't accomplished the things that you want to accomplish or gone to the places that you want to get after X amount of time, then that's when we want to start looking at that plan B. So, so that's another piece of advice. And I think the last piece of advice is whatever you do, you know, do it wholeheartedly. I think I think that it's it's kind of hard to to do things if or get to to where you want to be if you're not like 100% all in. So at the end of the day, you got to believe in in you and believe in the process and and find mentors. You know, the easiest way to get to places that you want to go is find people who have done those things that that you want to do. So. Find people who are in that space already and uh, pick their brains. And I think that that'll that'll kind of get you to where you want to be a lot quicker than if you just tried to uh, get there on your own. 
Amen to that. Now, if people want to pick your brain even further past this interview, where can they find you on social media? If you don't mind handing that up uh, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. So, uh, you know, I have two social medias, man. I'm pretty active on both of them. So it really just comes down to what type of content they want to see. I have my personal uh, Instagram. That's just uh, bfobs, B-S-O-B-B-S. And then I have my uh, fitness Instagram that is B-E-F-O-B-B-S. So it, it's entirely up to them as to what type of content they want to digest. But those are my two my two social media handles. And, and like I said, I'm super responsive on both of them. And, yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to chat, especially with any athletes who have any questions in regards to the process or, you know, my experience. And and I'm all about helping, helping out athletes. I love especially junior college athletes because, you know, I've been through that grind and – I think that that I could definitely help somebody, and if I can use my story to help them, I'm all I'm all in and, and ready to talk to anybody about that. That's facts, man. All right, so I'm not gonna hold you up too much longer. Uh, you know, we're gonna uh, we're gonna keep it moving for you. Is there <laughs> any 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 uh, last comments? You know, before we uh, before we get out of here. Yeah, man. I think that another thing that is uh, super important and uh, something that a lot of people don't uh, value or, or really take the time to understand is the importance of doing your research, you know, especially in regards to going to school. You know, me, I literally uh, just hopped on the first offer that I got. I didn't even take a visit, and I just accepted it just because it was an opportunity, and I was ready to move. I was ready to leave. So I think that it's very important as athletes that we do our research and learn as much as we can about where we're going, the coaches that are uh, trying to sell us a dream and, and getting testimonials from like other players who have already been at that school who are on the team. And, and as long as the, if the coaches truly don't have anything to hide and they're looking out for your best interest, then they'll give you that information. They'll give you those contacts. Uh, numbers so that you can make a a great decision based off of what the feedback that you get and then you know even a step further do your research if you're transitioning into the NFL you know you need an agent do your research on on the agents that that are out there but but research is going to be your best your best your best friend at no, no matter what level you go to because you at the end of the day uh, you don't want to be impulsive and you want to weigh your options because, you know, like I said, coaches will sell you a dream. So, yeah, man, just, just doing the research, that's, that's critical for, for athletes' uh, success. So everybody got jewels and gems and gold bars to drop today because five in the first interview, you know, similar to your sentiments, he was he was talking about giving back. He was talking about, you know, being able to, understand that transition and uh to deal with it in a, in a healthy manner he talked about being able to you know still work out and everything as well so and then you kind of uh echoed that in your own manner with your own transition and you know dropping gold with the sense of you know just like what you said do your research you know being able to have the healthy outlet of understanding hey i'm only this for so long before i'm you know a person 
and I'm that person longer than I'm an athlete. So, you know, definitely something I think a lot of uh, student athletes transitioning out of that phase do need to think about, have thought about, but haven't really acknowledged or accepted just yet. But then again, that's just my opinion. So uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, honestly, now more than ever, right, it's, it's going to be even harder to play at the next level because not every single state is offering sports. If we're talking football specifically, you know, California is on the back end, realistically, especially when it comes to junior colleges because California is the one state that offers football, or I should say the California is the, is the one state, is like the one major state for junior colleges that offers football, right? Outside of California, there's not very many states that offer football at the level California does. And right now, you know, they can't even play. So it's it's like, you know, you really, this is the time to really think about what it is you want to do and finding those, those other outlets outside of sports because with the pandemic and everything going on, nothing is, nothing is guaranteed. You know, you almost have to be literally the number one person and and if you're not the number one person you have to at least be in a state that you can play or else right now you're just you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs yeah. you know so so yeah man you gotta do the research and, and you gotta have a backup plan yes sir always a pleasure man i'm gonna tap in with you a little bit after this thank you for uh coming yeah, on for man. this interview bro of course of course you know anytime uh, I can help the athletes, current athletes, and, and help them avoid some of the scenarios that I was unfortunately, I'm not even going to say burdened with because, you know, we live and we learn and all of the adversities I faced made me a better person, made me a better athlete. So, you know, it's good, man. Just got to just gotta share the knowledge, share the wealth. Yes, sir. That's what we're here for. Always. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. All right, later. So this by far was our longest episode, but, you know, I don't regret it because there were so many gems and jewels that were dropped and so many messages that were received that I'm thankful for for both interviewers. So just, you know, I want to take a moment to say thank you, Five. Thank you, Brian, for uh, hopping on and doing what you do best, man. You know, spreading the wisdom, spreading the love, spreading the knowledge. So... Of course, I do listen to uh, listeners that have feedback for us. Uh, My sister being one of those because she's here uh, when we record, you know, she noticed a little bit of a lack in structure. So let's bring the entertainment into it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Corden, have you seen the uh, show on Hulu called Woke? Woke? Yes, sir. I think I seen a little bit when I was like, I was getting a haircut. So they, they just had it on the TV for some reason. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Uh, honestly, not that bad of a show. I I had seen a, a preview for it on on Hulu. I think I was watching Power or something. And uh, I seen a preview for it last month. So I was like, OK, well, let me let me check it out. Or a couple months ago, actually. And I was like, let me check it out when it comes out came out i didn't check it out initially i spent 
the end of last week watching it. And oh my gosh, bro. Uh, totally worth it. So far, from what I've seen. For those of you who haven't watched it, without spoiling it for you, basically, it's about a black cartoonist in the San Francisco Bay Area who it he has an awakening after being unjustly racially profiled. So now everything that he does and has done, he sees that it was for white corporate America. So, you know, I definitely want to, you know, get back to, uh, to, uh, you know, talk and entertainment a little bit. So that'll, that'll be our, our digest for next week, a little bit later in the, uh, the episode for episode four, uh, along with the, with the sports talk. Any last questions before we leave people? I know clearly you're not going to answer. So Corden, would you like to let them know what our social media is again? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. Well, dang, we need the follows, man. Should have wrote it down the first time. Dang it, starving artist. What's that Twitter handle, though, for real? J9 underscore show. And Instagram? I forgot. Dang it. Me too. I'm just kidding. At the J9 Squadcast. See, I'm so appreciative of this, man. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you because that introduction that you hear and the outro that you hear, all his creative ability. So... Only took me like two seconds, but thanks. Two hours. I got the video, pal. <laughs> All right. And with that being said, this was episode three. We will see you guys or hear from you guys next week within this week. Something. Yeah. Love y'all. Peace, love, positivity. We moving. Good morning, my neighbors. Hey, fuck you. Yes. Yes. Fuck you too. Did you even talk about what we're going to talk about next week? No, it's a secret. If they want to know what we're going to talk about next week, I guess they got to follow us on social media. Yeah, okay. I guess. The ones that are following us, you know, like I said, interact with us. You might just get some roses. <laughs> yeah, you heard right. Roses. Flowers. Maybe not roses. Roses are... Yeah, flowers. You'll get some flowers. Maybe not roses, though. We'll see. What?